yeah. Okay. Like I'm introducing it right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. Today, I'm with Julie. It's not short for Julia though, right? No. Okay. Just it's, making sure. It's short for Julianne though. Julianne? Yeah, because my name, my name is always the everyone always assumes that Trent is short for Trenton, but it's actually just one syllable Trent. T R E N T. That's all it is. So yeah, I'm your host, Trent Casberry. And I'm here with Julie. Hi. And I keep wanting to say Julia. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. I told, her, I told her last night. She thought I didn't remember her name. I was like, because we were in this uh, D&D group together, and her character name is Aria. And I was like, I'm going to start calling you Aria, because it just seemed like you would have more syllables in your name than Julie. Because I keep trying to be like, Julia. Like, I mean, it's technically, it's Julie Ann. Julie Let's Ann. not go by that. Oh, all right. Is that what you like? Julie, though. Julie's good. Julie. Julie is it. That's it. Sending it today. Well, last night. No, was it last night or was it a couple of days ago that you said? Nights ago. Yeah, a couple nights ago. Yeah, I was playing uh, a game. I was playing like yeah, with a game with Hunter, and you were like, "Hey, I think you should check this Netflix show out. It's um, reality TV." And I was like, I, immediately when you said that, I was like, oh, "I don't really care for reality TV stuff." I don't man. typically either, though. Like, I don't normally watch reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. What got you to, to find it, though? You just thought it was so a good premise? It was, you know how Netflix like shows you those little tidbits of mm-hmm. new shows and whatever? It was just right there on the, the featured or yeah. whatever. Okay. And I watched the little tidbits that it shows you through it, and I was like, hmm, this might be interesting. So I gave it a shot, and it's not my typical TV show, but... It's pretty interesting. The premise is really cool. Whenever you explain it to me, I was like, all right, I'm kind of interested in this. On like a, I guess you would say a psych- psychological, sociological basis. It's a pretty interesting concept. But it's the, the show is called Love is Blind. Yes. And go ahead and explain to, to me and everybody else what it's like, how it works and what's the purpose of it. Okay. So in the show, you have your hosts... Nick Lachey and his wife doing an experiment. And Nick Lachey is, and his wife, they used to be in the, ba- there was a bachelor, right? Or were they just I think like, so. I think yeah. they may have been in the, I don't I know. never I watched that, so I don't really know, but I think I, he It was. looks like it's the same producers that made this show. It has, it follows a really similar, anyway, carry on. So their yeah. experiment is love blind. So what they do is they have the, the players or whatever people sign I'm not sure how they do it. I'm assuming people signed up for the show. Mm-hmm. And they're in what they call them pods. So they're just like separate rooms with a wall in between them and they never actually get to see each other's faces. Okay. They just talk to each other so, through the rooms. And you said there was like there's 10 people to 10 If 10... I remember correctly, 10 males and 10 females. Okay. And they're all separated from the very beginning, so they never get yes. to see each other. Not the even like the men are all together. Yeah. And the female are all together, but, but they the never men and even female see. never get to interact with each other besides yeah. through the pods. Even in the beginning, the groups don't get to see, so they can't be like, "Who? Which one am I talking to?" They don't nope. know anybody. They, they don't, don't have profiles. Anyone. They got nothing. They just go into and they have a blind conversation. Yep. And in the beginning, they take away actually. all their influences from the outside world. No social media. No phones mm. nothing they're not even connected to their families so, so you wouldn't be able to build a profile off of somebody and be like i'm i lived in this area this is kind of like nope, you know they have like, to so, talk and you have to like write that down yeah. like hey so could, so, i'm from pennsylvania oh that's awesome i'm from chicago yeah you know because the more the more conversation you would have somebody the more you could be able to figure out at least so a that's general the whole like, premise of the them. show they yeah. want them to build that connection with each other without ever seeing each other mm-hmm 
So they want them to figure out, like, hey, can you emotionally fall in love with this person before physically seeing them and seeing if that emotional connection will carry over into the real world once they get out into real world situations after they have physically met this person. Right. But they want them to form that emotional bond first. Before they get to see who they are. And see if that can actually carry over and Mm. create a stronger bond because... In this experiment, they think, or they want to see how that works compared to in the real world where people see pictures of each other, they meet each other, and they have that physical attraction and connection, and that can cloud the emotional connection. Because if you make that sexual connection first, sometimes that overtakes the emotional. So they're trying to take that out of the equation and see if these people can just make it work solely on that emotional connection first. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a bad premise. I think it was really interesting. I watched like the first two episodes and oh my gosh. Hold on a second. Like decline that real quick. I can't believe my brother's actually my my twin brother just tried to call me. <laughs> he wants in on this conversation too. Don't worry, he'll be here in April. We'll sit down with him, get a little idea. I think about with the premise. At first, I was kind of like, it it, it is kind of important to feel to to be physically attracted to somebody because that's always like you said that is the. Like when you see someone across the room, you know, it's just like, man, that that person right there is just... It's usually what sparks yeah. the initiation of relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like when Hunter and I got together, he was physically attracted to me. He was interested in me first. And he would have, if he hadn't found me attractive, he would have never approached the situation. He never would have wanted a relationship with me. Yeah. They're taking that out of here. So they just talk to each other first before ever seeing each other so they can like build that emotional bond yeah i think that the so far the show hasn't really been i mean they're all relatively attractive like in general uh, like all the women all the men are pretty decently attractive there's a few yes. one-offs as like preferences so like i was watching and i was like yeah like obviously this woman has more of my preference than the other but i can't say that the other one is unattractive at all so all of them are pretty baseline attractiveness scale they're there you know they're yes. they're very attractive same with the men they're all like pretty I thought attractive the same dudes thing. i thought that and they so, were all attractive men and women mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean like in the show later on in the show you see one of the girls or you hear i guess one of the girls talking about how after they've met some of these other guys so well, the guy that I chose isn't my typical guy that I go for. Yeah. You know, like, physically, he he's not. This is the guy that I would have typically gone for. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And she's... You can see that after she's met the guy that she chose in the pods, she's kind of struggling with that. Hmm. She's struggling with that. This is not my, my typical not look my typical that I'm used to... typical guy that I go for. Yeah, to being around on a physical you know, spectrum. And I think that that is influencing do you think her that that's relationship shallow? that she's trying to. Yes or do you or think no, that's just. Because everybody has their type, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. Everyone yeah. has their preferences, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you have I think that people that are watching the show. Connection, yeah. mm-hmm. That trumps does physical, physical attraction. Physical really need to play a huge role into that. 
like I stated to you earlier, yeah. when Hunter and I first started dating, I wasn't as physically attracted to him. But after being together for years and having that emotional bond and everything, he's so much more attractive to me now than he was in the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that emotional connection actually helps physical attractiveness. I think so, but I think that it's a little bit different between the sexes, though. I haven't looked in a lot into it. I've, I've, I've seen a little bit about it, and I've listened to a little bit about it, and like psychologists talking about it, and psychiatrists talking about it, and scientists, biological scientists talking about it, and like neuroscientists, that um, when it comes to visual stimuli, men are more in tune to that than women are. So, and, and they actually pose it in like, uh, and I hate to bring it up, but it was like, uh, it was, it was like with porn. So more men seek out visual stimuli when it comes to porn than women do disproportionately men. It's always men that are way more like focused on that. Women are more on the narrative. So they will read books that are hyper explicit and and those things but it's more verbal and it's more emotional based do you see what i'm saying and it's less physical and, and visual so there's like that weird deal so it's like i could see like a lot of women would say that guys are really shallow but here's another thing that i thought was interesting on dating apps women are way more critical of the physical appearance of a man than men are of the physical appearance as far as like who would you go on a date with this person women okay, so are really quick I don't to have a personal experience with that i've never done a dating app in my life because mm. i started dating hunter at 17 yeah well it's a I've good never study had the need to use that so i can't tell you my personal experience on that but i can see where you're coming from but based off of a picture most men from what i've been able to see through friends and whatever or just like the typical making fun of it or whatever you know how they do the snapshots on facebook of all these people's profiles or whatever making jokes out of them yeah i've seen men will do like full body pictures or whatever even on a facebook profile picture a lot of men do a full body photo a photo yeah. that shows all of them whereas women do a close-up like chest up or yeah. sometimes even face mm-hmm. so you don't get that full feel of what they actually look like and honestly we have a friend who at our our other base who he ended up matching on tinder with someone who we knew he actually she worked with hunter oh yeah she was someone in his office okay and she is sorry to say this like not an attractive woman at all she's she's larger she does not take care of herself and Mm. i personally don't think she's attractive yeah her face or her profile picture was just her face up. So when he got to that date, he was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. And he yeah. didn't, he was blindsided by it. Do you feel and like that's, that's disingenuous or? Personally, yes. I think that it's not very fair because you, you put this picture up and unless you're up front with them and like, hey, I'm a little overweight or whatever then these guys go into the date thinking oh she's fucking beautiful based off her face and then you see her face her body and it's not wrong for a guy to not be into that some guys they like chubby girls some guys don't they want a fit girl and And that's that's okay and that's what i was thinking about the show i think it's great because but it's they're all like they they all understand like physical fitness is important and they all kind of are on the same page all of them like all have this so it's like they already preset these like 
things that are important as far as what they're all kind of kind of looking for so like they almost gave them like a survey of what are you what is like your in general like these are like the really important things like what are the things that are important like or are really important not specific like specific things but in general like physical health is important you know what i mean like and breaking it down like that so i think that that wouldn't work in this whole idea wouldn't work unless you had that kind of this this exact deal so like you go through a survey and then the people will pick people that are all kind of on the same page when it comes to those general things that you can't really embellish and then throw them into that do you see what I'm saying? So and work in the it out. show, they right. never actually say how they get these contestants. Yes, I think they would be important. I would imagine that they probably did do something like a dating profile to see if these people would even at least somewhat mesh with each other. And maybe they just would have never met in real life for yeah. whatever reason. So maybe they chose guys and girls that would have matched up. Mul- with multiple different people within the show. Yeah, like f- like f- as far as say fundamental values, you know, are you religious and religious, like things of that nature. So they probably chose a like group of mm. people for both the guys and girls for them to choose for because I don't think that it was necessarily set up where Oh, this couple is supposed to get together, and this couple is supposed to get together. Because yes. I don't think that's the way the show is set up. But They're I, supposed to find someone that they make that mm-hmm. connection with through well, the show. Yes. If they do set it up that way, then the show, the experiment is well invalid. It wouldn't be a valid experiment because it's just like any other dating app. Mm-hmm. There was one part, and I'm not trying to get like have any kind of animosity or judgmental like at all i'm just saying i was watching the first two episodes and when the girls were talking it showed like because they all go they all kind of hang out together right and they're all inside their thing the guys are the same way what the the guys when they were showing the guys what they were talking about was absolutely nothing about their like the physical attractiveness of the women though they were just talking about the actual conversations that they were having on the women's side when they when they first showed it they were talking about like he sounds really tall he sounds really you know like probably like has a muscular he's got a really like you know he's got a deeper voice so he's probably more muscular than so it was like focused on their physical attributes based off of their voice the girls were totally trying to visual visually, visually yeah picture, paint picture what the guys they were talking to looked like yeah and the guys weren't really focused and if on you, that as, as you get further into the show it actually, like, there are some women that are like, oh, he's not at all what I pictured, but that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, like, we already both agreed, they're all pretty attractive people. Yeah. So, I wonder how it would have gone if you had had a couple people that were, like, maybe just mediocre, not super attractive, and you matched with them. Would you still feel the same way about them once you saw them? Since mm. you already had that emotional connection, could you overlook the fact that they weren't attractive to you? I don't think... I, th- I think it's important. But I can't really... I can't really express I, why, because it's not a shallowness, though. Because a lot of people will just well, blanket like, statements say that that's just because you're shallow. I don't think so. Because in general... In the normal populace, there are outliers of, of people that really have a different focus. But in general, this is like the statistic is that, and I, I mean, I don't know. I know most people don't like using like a number scale, but let's just say an attractiveness scale. Usually, you want to like people that do get into relationships are usually one up or one down 
in, in any capacity, men, men and women across the board, they're usually around the same level of attractiveness or one is a slightly higher and, or slightly lower. And that's sure how they, they, they stay within that. that. I mean, go ahead. I mean, because if you don't agree with it, that's that's, that's subjective. So one Not person you, might put me at yeah. a seven, whereas another person might think I'm a three and my husband might think I'm a nine. You know, and someone else might think that my husband's only a five, but I think that he's a lot more attractive than that. But yeah, I, that I've was... never tried to put a number to him and be like, oh, yeah, he's totally an eight or nine or ten. I don't know. I that, I know what you mean specifically on this on the so this perspective attraction of being it. is subjective. Not completely. There are there are foundational levels of attractiveness. Like height is usually one of them. It gets brought up enough. Weight is another one of them. You know, do you yeah. and athleticism and then also facial structure that gets a little more specific, but in general, now when you're getting specific, like I don't find specifically redheads attractive. Now that's subjective. That's more of a subjective opinion because then you're going into like textures of hair, these little details. Moreover, than more often than that, that's not what I'm just talking about. I'm talking about on the attractiveness scale, on a psychological, like neural level, you everyone kind of falls into a specific. Like there is that scale that is in general scale that everybody follows. Now it breaks it down. The more in depth you get, then it gets, becomes more subjective because everyone has their own preferences. But in general, most people don't want to um, be with somebody who is ex- like extremely overweight and is disproportionately overweight. It's, no one likes that because, and I think the main reason for that, which I'm getting a little sidetracked, is because it is a key indicator of self worth. And then there are, and I'm saying that it may not be the case because there are medical reasons and all of that stuff that gets followed into that. But on face value, when you first start talking, there is a reason for that. There, there can be a reason for that. Or it could just be you just don't take care of yourself. And that is not something that is attractive in any capacity. No one likes somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. You don't idolize people that don't take care of themselves. That's why the whole body positivity movement, is, I felt like kind of was a cop out. Like you should be able to love people for who they are. But when it comes to if you're trying to tell me like I should be attracted to that and I can change the way that I perceive attractiveness, that's not that's not logical and that's not even biologically significant. There's no way you can do that because there is a general scale. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that there isn't subjective traits that you are looking for within another person. I'm saying on a general basis. That's what I think. Going back to the show specifically, there is one couple. I'm not gonna name names just because yeah. you can. It's fine. We encourage people well, to watch the show. It's not a bad show. Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that does try to watch it mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm not gonna okay. spoil or whatever. But there is one couple where once the woman meets the guy that she said yes to, she has reservations because he's not her typical guy. And you can see her draw back for him. And she actually even says in like the little tidbits of the show that yeah. like when they do the one-on-one with the camera and the person, the, she, she is pulling back because the, the physical attraction just isn't there for her as much. So maybe she's that person in the experiment that it, it might not work out for her because the physical attraction isn't there or it might i haven't gotten to the end yeah so i don't know and really i think she that also I you think, can't yeah. even really tell this show is still in its first season it's still experimental 
I hope that in the future they follow up in their lives later down and see how it worked out for people. If they ended up actually staying together, if they ended up starting a family, getting a divorce or whatever, if they actually, it does, the show does go through who gets married and goes through with the wedding and who does not. It is a wild show though. But I have not gotten to that point yet. They release the weddings and who actually gets married next week on the 27th. That's, that's what I think was crazy because when I was watching and they were explaining the rules and all this, they, the entire experiment, it was, you're going to like, you're going to be talking with each other, not being able to see each other and then you have to propose to be able to see that person. Like, whatever. And then the weddings, like, we then, didn't get into this in the beginning, the weddings yeah, are four, four weeks, weeks later. later after they said yes mm-hmm. to the person. So if they actually go through with the wedding... That's wild. And they have me. that vacation. They have a vacation. They have a week vacation, and then they have where they're still blocked off from the outside world. All they get to see is the people that they were in the show with. They get to see who they have, um, who they didn't say yes to, or they did say for the men and the women, and then um, then they get to go into their own like living spaces after that vacation and that's when they really integrate back into the real world they they're going back to their jobs they're meeting each other's families they get their phones back and are able they have free reign of everything they get their life back and now they have to figure it out together Mm -hmm. that's gonna be crazy it's gonna be like a shell shock because you're kind of living in a fantasy whenever you really sees that's where you really see if this experiment is going to work can you make this emotional bond that you created with each other work in the real world knowing that you have this great bond that you formed first is it going to actually work now that you're back to your real life or your career is going to mesh up or your family are you going to let your families mm -hmm. influence your decision because that's a crazy concept you just said yes to marrying someone that you didn't even know two weeks ago yeah and i think that that is a really good point what you just said was like and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but what you basically said was like, "Is this emotional bond strong enough?" I don't think an emotional bond is that a, a, ever strong enough, because emotions are fluctuated, like way more fluctuating, My- and, and even physical attractiveness kind of fluctuates because you could just you know as you're not having a good time, you could your physical attractiveness to, to seeing somebody it lowers or it rises depending on you know whatever the emotional stuff it's i think it's more about the compatibility which is what you were alluding to is like whenever they do show like okay now you're going to go back to your life and you're going to have to figure out you know work and you know family and all of that what if did you not talk about it? you had you can't base the relationship on whether you're going to be because that's what they presented it and this is where I had my qualms whenever I watched it they're like is your emotional bond going to be strong enough or is it all about the physical I was like you're completely talking about chemistry it's not just about they are important I'm not trying to say you have to devoid that and just compatibility is all there is but there's a foundational compatibility that trumps chemistry in my opinion and the chemistry aspect is the physical attractiveness and the emotional but it comes down to compatibility is when it actually works so why they're what they're trying to figure out in this is 
if you can get that chemistry before the physical attraction. Yeah, and part, I think they've though. won that. I think That's the whole that. point of is love blind? Like you've never seen this person. Can you fall in love with them? I think they need to give it more time than just ten days. Oh yeah. Can you really fall? That's why in, I thought it was wild. Really fall yeah. in love with someone in ten days? I can. People fake it for months in relationships. I mean, <laughs> like, maybe fake some it for people 10 days. can. Yeah. There's a couple relationships on here that I think are totally going to last. Because those people, people were open, front, and honest. If you follow yeah. up with them in five years, they're still going to be happily married, probably with children. Maybe. There's a few of them that I'm not sure if they're even going to make it to their wedding days. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them that might make it to wedding days and probably get divorced a few years down the road because they just they rushed into off. things. And yeah. for some people, that works. Like my in-laws, they only dated for three months before getting engaged. Mm-hmm. And they have one of the best marriages I've seen. Yeah, obviously they've had their fights. They've had their ups and downs. Yeah. But they worked through that because they just knew. They knew mm-hmm. it was right for each other. Whereas Hunter and I, we dated for almost four years before we got married. Obviously that's a Y'all little bit different since too, we yeah. were younger when we started dating. Mm-hmm. But even like we could have, we didn't let him joining the military influence us getting married. Yeah. On the contrary, because if we had rushed into getting married... Before he left for BMT, our relationship would not be what it is today. And we probably wouldn't still be married. It would not have worked out. Because you think we so? Re- I don't think so. Why not? Because I mean, we you don't have to go into like super deep into details. It. Yeah. We would have rushed into it and not figured and like not created ourselves separately. And that year that him and I were in the long distance Mm -hmm. where I was still finishing school and I was working to save up to move out to Idaho where he was stationed. We built our character a lot in that year. I personally think we were 19 years old. You know, we still are, we had a lot of figuring out to do in life. If we had gotten married at 19 before he left for BMT with nothing to our names we had no foundation of like work or whatever because the military was his first serious job mm-hmm. like he had had jobs before that but they were only like a few month things or whatever things that he was just doing until he left and the job that i had was just part-time while i was going to school yeah once we got into a situation that we were living with each other and building our lives together. It was completely different. That's, I think, when our relationship really changed for the better. Yeah, because there was like a season in that relationship to where you're like, this is this looks more like we're married anyway. So, yeah, this this is where we needed to be. And it was our turning point. Me moving to Idaho was a huge turning point in our relationship. That was me literally leaving everything behind and taking a huge jump to be with a guy that I didn't know if I was going to end up married with or not. Mm-hmm. I had nobody out in Idaho besides him. Yeah. I was creating a whole new life for myself. I had to find a new job. I had literally nothing but him. So everything we've built together, everything we have, we've built together our lives. And it's made a huge difference. These people are literally coming, they're coming together out of nothing since they've not even known each other for two weeks. They have 10 days. So now they have to take two individual people that are used to their lives and see if they mesh together they don't really get that time to build up the relationship that Mm. most people do yeah 
I was trying to put myself in the in the shoes of if I was actually on that show and where my focus would be. For one, I don't think that I would have uh, probably found anybody. <laughs> I don't think because you can fall in love, like I truly so. fall in love in 10 days. I mean, I, mean, I thought it was wild when they're like, they were showing that they they're just like I just I'm I love you. And I was like, yo, you don't just throw that around, man. You don't you don't throw that around. I also and, think that And you weren't even talking. Y'all were just flirting the entire time. That's that's not that's that's just flirtatious chemistry. That's not like I would be sitting down and asking them about their lives. Like what what well, like where did you come from? Like what is it? Every little moment yeah, of that's true. That's true. I, I, we I got do agree with you on that. bits of here and there of their moments with those people. That's what I didn't like about the show because they didn't really talk about the. Uh, they didn't really. They didn't focus at all about the compatibility conversations. It's like, what are your values? Like, what do you? You know, what Some are your of them things? Did, there were people that did get vulnerable, lot. but I don't think that that should be a vulnerable topic. I think that that should be like the foundational topic, right? When you start talking to somebody, you should start talking about what your values are. Well, especially, especially if you're there and the, the premise, the premise is there that you're there to get married and you're going to either do it or you're just going to leave. And so if you're there to like find your wife, husband, then that should be the first, but that wasn't the first. It was like kind of the breaking the ice, you know, witty banter back and forth, which I understand that is a good way of starting out something, get somebody loose to be able to talk about those things. But that kind of seemed to kind of continue. And then every once in a while, one would get a little vulnerable and talk about some emotions. And they're like, he's the one. He's the one. I was like, you had one emotional conversation about something that happened to you. And that's why it's affected your life. And now you're ready to marry the person. So I think the concept is great. I think they need to integrate it in a different way. Give Mm. them more time to build that relationship. Because in my opinion, I kind of noticed towards the end of those 10 days is when a lot of people are like, oh shit, I need to choose a person or not. And not everybody walked away with that, finding someone. Yeah. There were only six couples that said yes to each other out of 10. So not everybody decided that that was the person for them. Mm -hmm. And then who knows if all of those six couples even make it to the end. We don't know that. That's what I thought was crazy too as I was watching the show and... There was like this one dude that was talking. He talked to you know how like they they start talking to each other inside their own. They're all hanging out together, all the guys and all the girls. And there's this one guy, and and he's sitting there talking and really dropping down some serious knowledge and wisdom to help like a couple of dudes figure out which one is their main focus as far as they're they're having good conversations with you know good connection going on with like multiple women and then same thing on the girl side but i mean specifically i'm talking about the guy the guys and he's sitting there he's like all right so which one is like you you think is more fun and which one do you think is more meaningful and i was all like dude this guy is dropping it real like he's like which one are you more compatible with because if you want to just have fun that's not that's not a good foundation and so and he actually made a decision and he chose the one that he felt like he was more um compatible with which was good but even then, there's going to be a, a lot of trials because they were, he was just a really too super. That, that guy specifically is super flirtatious. And, you know, he's he used to, he was like a really smart dude. But he was also like really attractive and he was really confident in himself. But he was really like all of his conversations you saw if were just really talking about the same person that I think you are. Yeah. We're on the same page. He's a total fuckboy. Oh, come on. Honestly. He totally I mean, yeah. has the fuckboy personality. And he was talking to. Uh, 
three different girls. Are we on the same page here? There, there are people person? like that. Yeah. There were yeah. three girls he was seriously wanting to talk to, and he told one of them, oh, yeah, I'd marry you today or tomorrow or whatever. If you were the only mm-hmm. woman here, I'd say yes. Let's do this. That's easy to but say. It's like you're the only then, one, then it's... That's he, but he said that to her knowing he was seriously talking to two other women. She was also talking to a, uh, another, another person, too. And she they was. were both, like, she was in between at the same time. It was just that he said that, and that sold her to him. And then the next like she day, sold he dropped herself. the bomb like she, on her, and she was, uh, yeah, she was devastated. Yeah. I think that and that's, that's where it is about, I think it's very important to be precise and be honest with your speech. Like, 100% honest. Don't play around with words. Don't play around because they are me. Especially in that concept, in that construct, you should be very precise of what you're saying. And the fact that they have alcohol in there, which I understand because you want to be able to cut loose and, you know, have that lower inhibitions to be able, you'll be able to express yourself um, without worry of, you know, overthinking things. I get why alcohol is allowed in there, but I think that for him, he's not really good I don't think he really understands himself very much. I don't think that that guy has a really strong sense of identity. And that's why he played around. And he just likes playing the game, like you said. And that, that's what you would consider the... That, that, that's fuck what the, that, that is, that energy, the fuckboy energy is you like playing games. That's your... You like playing the flirtatious game. And so I don't think that him... He is you, ready for a, a, a marriage. Because if, yeah, if that's, that's who you yeah. are... You're going to have to change. You're going to have to go through a season. And I don't think that he's reached that season of, I am really ready to settle down and I'm tired of playing the games. Because he was playing the games. And I do agree with you on that. But I also think that the way that she reacted when she got, you know, turned down, that she also had a sense of narcissism about her. That was, how dare you choose me over somebody else kind of deal. And then she went around telling everybody that he was a basically a piece of shit. And I don't agree with that. I was like, you have to understand that you also played a part in this and you're not taking responsibility at the same time to get your feelings hurt. Well, I also don't think she really thought about the fact that in the beginning of this, they were all talking to each other and essentially they were dating 10 people at one time Mm -hmm. to see who would be the best fit for them Mm because all the ladies talked to all the men, vice versa, at some point in this experiment. Mm -hmm. And then they narrowed it down Based off of, like, their first conversations. Because it did show the first conversations with a few people. And you could see, like, there were people that just weren't connecting whatsoever. And they never talked to that person again. They were like, no. No, this isn't going to work. I don't want to talk to you. Like a first date, you know? Like, you have a first date. And then you decide afterwards, like, this person makes me really uncomfortable. I don't want to continue dating them. Yeah. They just didn't have that actual physical appearance there to decide that or not i understand that this is a show and it has to have a shock factor so i think the show at least the 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 premise is really really good if i was actually choosing how this thing would go and i was using that as a format of an experiment i would not they kind of force you to if you have a strong connection with somebody you have to propose to see them and you have to keep going along to be able to spend time with them. You have to keep going and spending time with them until you inevitably get married. And I think that you shouldn't do that. I think that they, what they, the best way of doing it was be like, if you want to see this person, this is the one that you choose out of all the other ones, the, the blind conversation. Now you get to meet them. And then y'all get to decide 
where you want the relationship to go or if you even want to go after you see them physically. That would be a really good implementation. But this is like they do, and they specify this up front, that this is an experiment. Yeah. They are seeing if this truly works. But I think that's, like you said as before, it's too rushed. They can back out at any point after they say yes, even during Mm -hmm. the uh, honeymoon phase, essentially, where they're on that vacation. Because that's pretty much what it is, is during that, like, honeymoon phase. They can back out at any point after meeting the families before they actually get married. They can even back out waiting up to the day of the wedding Mm -hmm. and not get married. Yeah. So... That's what they're saying. They're like, are you going to show us is love truly blind? Or are you going to walk away from this person? I still feel like it's too overpressured because the pressure is on saying that, well, if you're you're not really in love with this person unless you just marry them in four weeks. Like, come on, dude. Like, I really do. If I genuinely love somebody, I want to get to know them as much as I possibly can. You know, like like you said, like spending four y'all y'all were together, dated four years. I don't know how long y'all were between engaged to married. (laughs) That was super short. Yeah, I'm sure that we were engaged for like two weeks before we got. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you still had a like like you went through maybe one or two seasons of life while you were within that relationship. Oh yeah, we to really understand each other. We were in high school when we started dating, so we still had a lot of changing and growing up to do from the time that we started dating. And got married and even between now because mm-hmm. we got married at 21 obviously you still have some growing up and figuring out life since then mm-hmm. yeah when him and i got married we didn't really have very much and now we have a nice life together mm-hmm. and i think that that's because we and it only gets we better built that all, we built that all up together yeah and that's what's beautiful about marriage i i actually like marriage is sacred to me and that's one of the reasons why I'm not married right now. Because I don't take that lightly. Well, I think that was that... one of the biggest conversations we had before getting married. Yeah. And you see it in the show. A lot of these people are like, oh, marriage is a lifelong commitment. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Yeah, this you can is say not that. an option. You can say that. But I don't think that people really, really grasp that. Do you I see what I'm saying? They don't really. They have the concept down. I think they need to give them longer periods of time. They need to give them more than ten days, mm-hmm. or like you said, let them talk for those ten days, but don't force them to actually like propose and say yes. Because I feel like some of those people felt rushed, yes. and they said yes because they just wanted to find someone. Because also, and then they yeah. get into the real world. And it's not working for them nearly as well as it was in the pots mm-hmm. because now you have real life influences. You're not blocked off from the whole yeah. world. If this was actually like a study kind of documentary style study thing and not one of those like reality TV things, I think that they would have been, okay, so you want to see this person, you want to pursue a relationship with this out of this person out of uh, uh, everybody else, you get to see them. Now you go off. And y'all talk it out. You're engaged, but y'all can talk it out. And then we're going to hit you guys up a few months later and see if it's still going on. So the whole premise of the show, though, is that is love blind? That's the point of the experiment. So when you say yes to that person after you say that you, you love them without ever actually meeting them... This is essentially I think like so funny online they say dating love, love where, is you, blind. See, you, know where you haven't met the person and you form that personal connection with them online and then you meet them and maybe the chemistry is just not there. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. They've just turned it into a reality TV show. 
I think it's it's better. I did. They did say something inside the show, though. I think it was on the first episode. It said I kind of wish I did see them because there is a lot of like there's mannerisms. There is a lot of body language that you need to be able to see, or else you can take a lot of things out of context. Like one person said something that was deeply offensive to this other girl. I can't remember. I mean, I remember exactly what it was, but I'm not going to bring it up because I want people to actually watch the show. And she took it like, "Are you serious?" But the way that he said it the way that he said it was beginning. obviously a joke and he wanted he was trying to be quirky but she couldn't see like his facial expression and the way that he was carrying himself whenever he was saying that all she heard was judgment do you see what i'm saying so that that's why i think that you have to kind of be able to see somebody or to break that down it's really difficult but then again some people like, aren't really good at having communication they just they don't get that joking aspect that's not their type of personality so maybe that's just not what she wants in a man she doesn't want a jokester she wants someone that's serious mm-hmm. but like, like like you said it's kind of good to be able to break the ice get somebody loose you know to be able to loosen up and you're like, hey, we're just hanging out. Jokes are important. I think that everybody oh, yeah. likes a jokes. A sense of humor yes. is important. You get, Without a sense of humor, life is pretty dry. Oh, yeah. Women women care more about the sense of humor than even guys do. Like, like as far as women towards their towards like a potential relationship, they want somebody who has a humorous aspect to them. That can well, I mean, be like funny. I joke with Hunter all the time that his jokes are stupid, but they still make me laugh. Yeah, they're still you know? quirky. And, like, you know. I'll shoot daggers at him, but still be like chuckling at the same time because, dude, that was a fucking stupid joke, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. Like, that is an, that is an important Don't thing. Don't tell him I said that, though. I mean, he may be able to hear you. He's just hanging out playing games. Probably. <laughs> in the room. Like, we got the whole squad in the house. They're just over in the living room playing, like, on the. Oculus Rift. Can't tell him that I think his jokes are actually funny, though. Why? Like, <laughs> how is that going to hurt your relationship? Because he makes stupid jokes. Because now he'll keep doing it, and then it'll get annoying. <laughs> he already does it anyways. Oh, yeah. I like the premise. I like the idea. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was kind of crazy and wild how and things are kind of sped up. I feel like whenever they went straight to the honeymoon stuff, I feel like they should, they could have done this for a long time. Like the whole not being able to see it and really built in the communication to where you really get to know somebody through talking on the phone. Like it's essentially what it is. It's like talking on the phone without being able to see their face. Yeah. You're able to do that for like a good month and you're able to see them like every day or talk to them every day and just keep talking and see what's good. Because everyone likes to say... And I've felt this too, and I think a lot of people have felt. It. And I think it's more that you're not open to having the kind of, those kind of talks right now because it's like you're just where you're at. But like, well, we just kind of ran out of things to talk about. You, there's so much to talk about. It's just you don't, you can't think of what matters at the moment, or you're not feeling it. Do you see what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't feel like talking one day, so I just don't. I'm like, there's nothing really to talk about. I have nothing really to say. But there is a lot to talk about. There is. It's it's endless. The endless. Well, yeah, you have the whole world to talk about, and it really just yeah. depends on like your mood at the time mm-hmm. and your personality traits. And the other person's mood and personality too. They all come together. Do you think? And this is a question that kind of segues. This is a good segue. Do you think that opposites attract more, or is it better to have somebody that is your opposite or someone who is more like you in certain areas? So which one? Like I uh, think you need an equal combination of both okay like i said earlier hunter and i like personality wise he's more of an extrovert than i am and i'm more of an introvert Mm -hmm. and we mesh together in that aspect because in social settings 
I can get a little bit more uncomfortable with large groups than he is. So he's the one that, like, does the talking. Because, well, being in a military family, you kind of have to get used to leaving behind people and creating new relationships with friends and stuff and meeting new people. And I'm not the greatest at meeting new people, but he is. He's great at meeting people. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have never met any of the people in the group that we've been hanging out with in these these few weeks being out here if it weren't for him. Hmm. And that's how I meet a lot of my friends is I, I don't go out and talk to people. Yeah. He does that. So you're so more of a kind together of better homebody in that way. Oh yeah. And he's more the adventurous, I guess. I mean, I think that oh, you're I both more out like hanging and out. Yeah. Doing things, but usually I like it in like small groups mm-hmm. with close friends or just him and I. Yeah. And well, obviously now Thorin. <laughs> yeah. And Thorin. Like. Um, but in other aspects, you do need to be separate because if you're always together and you always do the same exact things, you need that break from each other. Right. I, get, I know what you mean. I Hunter think that I agree. Enjoy, we both enjoy doing outdoorsy stuff. Mm-hmm. I was never really much of a, a fisherman, fisherwoman, whatever you want to say. Yeah, Before outdoors, him and I got together. Yeah. Oh, I love the outdoors. I just never had oh, gone the fishing, fishing specifically. Okay. And now that like he's introduced me into fishing, I love it. I love going fishing and just sitting out it's in the a, water yeah, with him. Even thing. if we don't catch anything, I still had a good time just sitting out there. And it's a, there's a level of patience too that it's, it's almost like trans, hiking like and camping. I thing. enjoy all that stuff. Yeah. He likes hunting. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Hunting. I can't. I can't <laughs> I get behind it. it. I have nothing against hunting. Yeah, absolutely. But not. personally, I can't get behind it. Right. I don't enjoy that. So that's his thing that he goes off and he does by himself. Exactly. And so that's here's... his away time. Mm-hmm. And then he'll bring home something and I'll cook it. And yeah. I'm totally good with that because I enjoy cooking. Yeah, and I think that's good. Those that is more of the that's what I'm talking about when it comes to the compatibility. It's that you're not exactly the same. You both have strengths and you both have so, like weaknesses. Or things that you're not as, like, it's not a big strength so for you. You need a mixture of yes. being very similar, but mm-hmm. being different. Yeah, but my my issue that I have with a lot of people, they say, like, you, like, for, for me, some people that try to critique me and who, who I should be looking for, as if I don't have, like, any idea of kind of my, like, what, I, <laughs> what I care for or like or ideas. And I'm willing to kind of fluctuate depending, you know what I mean? But I do have an idea of what I'm looking for. I wouldn't go for somebody who's like a super outdoorsy person, you know, like a girl that likes to wear a camo and then a John Deere hat and goes hunting every summer hunting season. And it's like super outdoorsy mudding and like four wheelers. I think that that's cool. And I'm okay with doing that like once a year, maybe twice, like during the season. But that's not what I, that's not a huge passion of mine and it never will be. And I think that that tends to be people that have that kind of person they like to go out and do stuff all the time like we're always going out and do stuff i'm more of like i like to pick specific times and like a month in advance and then when it gets to that point then we're going to go hiking we're going to go doing that stuff and that's great but more like the in general i like to hang out at the house i like to stay local i like to go to specific restaurants check out new foods that's and like me even going into like the city and doing some shopping and stuff like that. I like that kind of stuff. I like to hang out and enjoy people's company and having conversations versus 
we're going to go out to the lake and we're just going to like plow through tubing. We're going to, you know, and that sounds fun. But to me, that's not like I will get super exhausted really quick because I do have that kind of introverted. Like I'd rather be in my own elements and this is my own element out there is that's not my own element. I'll enjoy it for a little bit. So that's what I mean by the opposites. People will say, well, no, they're going to drag you out and get you to experience things. It's like, I don't have to do that. Like, that's not, that's not who I am. Like I've been alive long enough to know that that's not something that I don't, I would hate to go do that because I know I won't be present. My mind will be elsewhere and I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. And they're going to constantly be looking at me like, are you having fun? Is this good? Do you like it? Because they, they want me to have a good time, but also doing what they, what they are passionate about. I need to find somebody who has that kind of balance. Like you were talking about, you know what I'm saying? That I don't particularly like doing that, but being with them makes it, great makes it way better because we play off each other and that's the i didn't uh, used to be as outdoorsy like i grew up camping mm -hmm. i was just using it as a an idea an example even somebody who's like big into sports like super i'm not big into sports i really don't care at all about sports like i'll watch a football game but it does if someone is all like whoa and then i'm gonna join the you know the softball team or i'm gonna join the flag football team are you gonna join it with me i'm like no (laughs) <laughs> well, but see, that's where it's that. perfect because, like, they can go and enjoy their thing, and that's their time. Mm-hmm. But you, that's why it's opposites are great, but you also need to have stuff in common. Yes. Because if Hunter and I didn't enjoy being home alone together and we just constantly wanted to get out and go, 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 one that would be too much yeah. for me. If one of you were like, I got, yeah, I got, I can't stay here anymore. I got to go. I got to go do something. I got to like go do something. Like, great. Yeah. We like to, especially in the summer, during the summer, we are often out and about, whether mm-hmm. it's fishing or camping or hiking or whatever. We like to go out and do things. And there's a lot of things like that out here but too. We also yeah. will just chill at home and do video games like we we we're both aspects of that we're outdoorsy mm-hmm. but we also like video games i think that in general it's better to have somebody who is has the same kind of like the majority of your time y'all are in sync oh yeah and then y'all Definitely. you also have different things but versus someone who is complete opposite but of you. you can't be together 24 7 so having that thing that's separate and opposite than you might like because yeah. hunter is not a huge fan of shopping and occasionally i do like i don't go shopping all the time that's mm. not like my thing i'm not that shopping therapy person but occasionally <laughs> yeah. i like to just find a clothes store that i like i'm like that too and yeah. There's a specific... sit there for an hour and mm. just go through the clothes and find some things that I like yeah. or shoes or whatever. And he gets bored of just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I go and do by myself or with friends when he sits home and does whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So we have our opposites, but in general, we are very much alike. There's really only a few things that are opposite from each other. And that's the great. That's what I mean. That y'all are more alike than you are. Oh different. yeah, we're totally more alike. And, and that's I what think I mean that you that. do need that in a relationship. I think being too opposite stretches people too far thin, and you don't get that time that you need with each other. Yeah, and I think that animosity will tend to build because it'll be 
or it's when just, you don't not... spend enough time with each other. Mm-hmm. There was a point in a relationship, and it kind of stretched thin, but it still worked. I was working nights, and I worked on weekends, so we didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time with each other. Yeah. Because I was sleeping during the day. And during the week when he's at work and I'm sleeping, yeah, that's fine. Then we'd have the evenings with each other before I had to go to work. We'd have dinner. We'd talk with each other, whatever. And then I'd go to work and he's sleeping. But during the weekends, like, we never got to see each other because I was working overnight. So I'm sleeping during the day. And it was kind of hard not hardly seeing each other and not getting much time with each other. Mm. So when you have things that are completely separate from each other, like you said, you like sitting at home and it wouldn't work for you if you dated a girl that likes doing stuff Mm -hmm. all the time because you don't want to do that. So you'd never see each other because she's constantly out trying to go shopping or go exploring in writing and whatever and you like spending your weekends just chilling yeah i like i'm like a host i mean you know this i have people over all the time and i enjoy that because i enjoy being around people but i also like doing it and i like being that person that's facilitating that you know, like this is like Great Gatsby kind of stuff, well, you know, which is where... not that crazy. But I mean, still having people over, cooking for them, and like that, I'm like that kind of host. That's me. I like to host. So tying that like to go back to the show, back to that's the show, where yeah. I think that that's, that's need to have the a problem mm-hmm. with this experiment is they don't give them the time to figure out who they are as a couple before making them decide if they want to get married or not. Because that's a huge commitment. I think a lot of them don't even know if, who they are yet. Really. They well, haven't really flushed that out. Most of these people are in their late 20s, early 30s. They've that's had not time to figure out who they are and what they want in life. They're, most of them are all in a solid career already. Mm-hmm. They have their own homes. So Okay. They have their assets. I, I've they, still met people that are relatively in. accessible that still don't know who they are, what their what their aim is. They don't really know. Yeah, you can have a good career. I have a career right now. I'm in I'm in the Air Force, right? I I can yeah. stay and I can stay in doing completely full twenty doing a job that I don't really particularly think is meaningful, but hey, it pays the bills. Do you see what I'm saying? It does pay the bills, and it sets you up for you know success later yep. in life. And I'm renting, but this is a three-bedroom house, so I could easily join that. Well, yeah, show but if you got back stateside, would you consider buying a house? Yes, if I knew that I wasn't going to like completely leave this place, and this is probably where I'm going to end up retiring or getting out of the military, and I'm not going. There's no potential of me PCSing, which is permanent change of station um, for those that are military, oh, I right? Like, I, I know. <laughs> I know you know. I, mean, I have to make sure that I don't throw out terms that people aren't going to understand. If I'm that's where I'm going to end up, then yes, I would buy a house there. I have no problem with that. So I know this is a little bit off topic, yeah. but do it anyways. Not in Japan, but like in another state. Let's say you get sent to freaking Georgia next and that's not where you're going to stay. I just came from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go back to Georgia. <laughs> do it anyways, because we bought our house in Mountain Home. Yeah. And even though we ended up selling it before we came here, it's still it gets you it gets your foot in the door and you can get as many VA loans as you want as long as you don't have them at the same time. Mm. In VA loans like 
your, your BAH pays for your housing. So essentially you're paying for your house. And once you pay off part of that, even if you sell it, like you just made positive yeah, so that's money. Profit. You just got to find the right time to buy. Right. Yeah. But, and I mean, that's going into the housing market. I do I agree like with back you. Back on track. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I would like to get stationed somewhere that uh, when I get back to the States, somewhere that I really genuinely enjoy being. And I made, I made Georgia work because I liked to go to Florida. I liked to go to Atlanta. There was like a bunch of places to go, but it just depends on where I'm at. I don't really have a particular place. I like Colorado. I've always thought about living in Colorado. Military, you're going to go multiple places and you can find somewhere. Hopefully that you want to stay for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I joined because I wanted to travel. I wanted to see places, even though I'm not like a big adventurous thing. I still have done things out here. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to Mori. I've seen the Apple. I've seen festivals. I've done things. just not at the same rate as other people like going out all the time. Like, dude, we're going to snowboarding today, tomorrow and the next day. Like, dude, that's a little much, man. Like, what if I want a weekend to just, I just kind of want to relax, you know? Um, but yeah, I do agree with you on that. I will think about buying a house. Um, but loans freak me out. I, I don't like being in debt. I am debt free. So I have no as debt. As fantastic as that is. I'm richer than the rest of my time, family. <laughs> at some point in time in your life, you, you kind of have just to gotta get it. past that. And you I gotta know. take the plunge and you gotta do it. Do you really want to rent for the rest of your life? Because that's no. throwing away money. No, I will eventually do that. But I think I just love looking at my bank account and being like, all of this is mine. It's like <laughs> no one deserves this except for the people that I have to set aside to rent. And I have allotments set up to where whenever I look at my bank account, this is my money. There is no loan that's hovering above my bank accounts. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I, I just like that. I feel really good about that because whenever I was growing up, like my dad was really big. Like he's like, if you get a credit card, man, it's really dangerous. And there are so many people that are in debt and they just, they're never going to get out of debt. They'll probably die in debt in some way. For well, you just got to learn how to manage that. Yes, though. you can manage it. And I'm not, I'm not disparaging people that aren't, but he freaked me out whenever he said that. So I have been like actively, I don't I don't have a credit card. I don't I have one. I have the, the government travel card, mm -hmm. which is a credit card, but it's all through just for travel. And you, you bring back what? the vouchers. You need to build that up before you buy that house. Otherwise, you're not going to have that credit, credit score. I've had credit cards. I've had loans on my car. I've had a loan on my car. And I have a pretty decent credit score. I've checked it after my, um, my stuff. So anyway, I am good <laughs> financially compared to a lot of other people. So that's that's a good thing to have. Well, and it seems like in the show that they to they Don't talk about that people either. They were in that place in the Yeah, their they life. weren't like in debt they or something. They were already in you know? careers. They owned mm. their own homes. Yeah, like so. I, I saw like below their name they tell you their occupation. So mm -hmm. it's like this dude's name engineer. This dude's name scientist. This girl's name business owner this girl's name um regional manager or something like yeah. that like so they all have their kind of own occupations and the guys tended to all be on like in the stem fields the science technology engineering and um what was it what was the m uh i think medical or something like that i don't know mechanical manics i don't know something like that. but those are like the stem fields guys tend to have been on that and the women were more on the i guess the business side too but um it was it was interesting looking at all their occupations so i don't know 
I liked the show. I'm still going to finish it because it reminded me. And I think it was made by the people that made Bachelor and Bachelorette because it's kind of Probably. faded out of. Um, there's been a lot of controversy as the years have gone on that it's like one girl talking to all these dudes. That's not realistic. One guy talking to like all these girls is like that's that's kind of you know that's cause it's a it's like obviously this is going to cause strife among people when they're all gunning for one person this one was a little bit better it's a better format it's like okay everyone's talking to everybody to try to find that they just need to give them more time to develop that relationship in my opinion but the concept is there i think the concept is great build that emotional connection first because in the real world especially with like all these dating apps a lot of people use these dating apps for hookups so you never really build that emotional connection you just you go on a date and you get laid yeah i think it does it does depend on which one you're on focus yeah on the emotional connection first and then bring everything else into it Mm -hmm. but i think that's more about mindset i think that People that general, generally want, that genuinely want to get into a serious relationship, that's their mindset. And they're not going to go mess around and play on the, the apps and actually play the game. Sometimes people will do that, but that's like their main focus because they're not thinking about that but until then, later so in life. So what this show does is it takes out that physical aspect where some people, even though they want something serious, they might rush into the physical aspect too quick. Yes, I do agree. And with I that. think that's where this show takes that out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the, I don't think that this is a bad thing. They form that mm-hmm. emotional bond first, whereas in real life, like you might have that intention of building that emotional bond, but you're just so smitten with the person or whatever that you just jump right into bed with them, and then now that emotional connection isn't there. Mm. And yeah. you make it all physical. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to avoid in this. You that's where it. they're saying, yeah. is love blind? You never get to see this person first. I think it's so funny that they use that, is love blind, because that whole term, that whole turn of phrase, is, it's not even what the turn of phrase really meant. It was like, love is blind, as in like, you lose your, your mind. Like well, that, and you kind of like turn a clearly. blind eye to yeah. certain things. You're missing red flags. It's like you're not catching things. That is the whole, that's why that, but then they used it and they kind of twisted it around. It's like, it's love blind as far as the physicality of it. And I, I think that's, that's cool, but it's like, it's funny that they use that one because the actual definition of, of that turn of phrase was love is blind is like you're an idiot whenever you're falling in love because it's just essentially what that turn of phrase meant was you when you're infatuated you're not seeing clearly you're blind and that's well, and not I think real the whole love point of this or this uh experiment also is or maybe not the point of the experiment but something that like i've taken out of it is how is it, true physical, love yeah. like can you truly fall in love with that person in that amount of time some of them, I Some think people. they did. Yeah. I think they had that instant connection, mm-hmm. and it's going to form a lifetime bond. That's like love at first sight, except mm-hmm. for in this situation, they didn't actually get to see them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and there's that instant connection that you have. They didn't have to really form a bond over time. They they, they just immediately clicked. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that they probably did a lot of. Uh, like personality tests whenever they signed up 
to see. I think they did. People would have a level of compatibility. That's why they didn't focus on the compatibility part as much as then the emotional um, aspect because they are everyone kind of had a general compatibility, like you said earlier. I think that you're right because it makes more sense. Or this is all just fake. <laughs> that could be true <laughs> who knows who knows but anyway I think that'll wrap it that'll wrap it well, that wraps it up perfectly I think that it was a great show thank you for showing it to me I'm definitely gonna watch it and we're gonna talk about the specific characters and we're gonna like you know <laughs> once it's done we're gonna judge them oh, we're gonna judge them across it because once I get to that point I'll probably like hit you up and be like yo did you hear that did you see that <laughs> well like BS. there's already things that I'm trying not to tell you and ruin it for you because I'm further yeah. in the show than you are so it's like dude yeah. I wanna talk about this yeah well I'll catch up I'll catch up real oh, quick gossip anyway well, you, will you catch up though i'm at I home promise. with an infant all day <laughs> I'm, i mean i, I chill at home i'm gonna watch it right now i don't care well, i hang out with these people they can come in here and watch it with me <laughs> all right guys um if you want to listen to this episode you can find it on spotify under lost out podcast as well as apple podcast under the same lost out podcast you can email the podcast under lost out podcast at yahoo.com and you can find me on Facebook, Trent Colton Castleberry, and you can send me a direct message if you'd like and have me as a friend and follow me out there too because I post my episodes on Facebook whenever they drop, immediately after they drop. And you can go to the website, lostoutpodcast.com, and that'll be direct. So if you don't want to wait for a, a, a few hours before it actually gets posted because there's like a data transfer thing, then you can go straight to the website whenever I post it. But do you have any kind of like Twitter handle or anything like to throw out? No? Nope. Cool deal. That's... I don't do any social yeah, media hey, hey, besides yeah. Facebook. Keep your anonymity. An- 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 I can never say that. Anonymity? Right. Yeah. I think that's... I don't know. I <laughs> All right. That's it. I got it. Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy the outro music. <laughs>